Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Studios. Are you feeling the heat, LA? Residents being warned to stay indoors, protect young children, the elderly, and pets as temperatures soar into the triple digits. My name is Jeff. I live in Koreatown, very old building, built in the 1930s. I'm not supposed to have air conditioning, but my building manager gave me a little nod and a wink and said, you know, if they don't know that I have air conditioning, then there's nothing that they can do. My name's Ebene. I live in Lamert Park. This weekend, just spent most of my time indoors, keeping the blackout curtains peaked just enough so that my plants could, you know, have some sunlight. We did go out at one point since all the movie theaters had $3 tickets. Bought our little $3 tickets and a giant soda, <laughs> and we watched Beast. My name is Deirdre Bologna. I live in Porter Ranch. We were melting yesterday. It was brutal. We decided to get out of the valley, get to the beach, cool off. The dogs get to go. There's a nice little ice cream shop that gives them pup cups with whipped cream and bacon. So they're looking forward to their favorite. (laughs) That's just a taste of how people across L.A. County were handling the record temperatures over Labor Day weekend. An American housing survey found that roughly 3 million Angelinos don't have A.C., I've only got a window unit, so it doesn't really do much, and I am not sitting in that heat, y'all. I went to the gym during the hot peak hours because all my besties were out of town, so I couldn't use their pool. From LA Studios, this is How to LA, aiming to better connect you with this city every episode. LA officials did manage to keep a bunch of cooling centers and five swimming pools open on Labor Day, but we know these heat waves are going to keep coming at us. NLA needs some systemic changes to help us navigate it. For more solutions people are working on, check out our newsletter at elias.com slash howtoLA. We'll definitely be coming back to this topic too. But now, we want to address another issue. Food deserts. Oh, sea salt chocolate chip? Is That's this, more like it. This is a banana espresso. It has cocoa nibs, a little bit of espresso powder. Cheers. <laughs> Okay, we're back at the farmer's market. This time, we're at Chinatown's new LA River Market. It's held every Thursday afternoon at the south end of the LA State Historic Park. I love soft, like, melt your mouth type feeling. What's the other one I should get? Chocolate lava cake. Okay, let me try that. You want a bag? Yes. All right. Thank you. The goal of the farmer's market is to fill that gap of missing a full-service grocery store. If there is a farmer's market in Highland Park, in Echo Park, there's no reason why we also can't have a farmer's market. Last time we talked about farmer's markets, we talked about how they're cheaper and fresher than nearby supermarkets. But Chinatown has no nearby supermarkets. It's a food desert. Their last grocery store shut its doors in 2019. So now that the farmer's market has been in operation for a few months, we're going to go meet some of the people who made it possible and check in to see how things are going. Is it helping the community? 
My name is Elise Dang. I'm the market manager at the LA River Farmers Market at LA State Historic Park. Elise grew up nearby. Their family has a small business just a few blocks away. The little Buddhist worship supply store on Broadway. They sell kitchen supplies too to supplement their sales. Chinatown looked pretty different when Elise was a kid. There's been so many new developments over the years, including this park where the market takes place. Aside from the market, it's been the site of all sorts of big events like LA Pride, concerts, other tournaments. Elise and their family wondered if all these changes over the years were a sign that their neighborhood was squeezing them out. It's pretty obvious about like how Chinatown looks, but it's a very rapidly gentrifying area, buildings slowly being demolished and replaced with luxury apartments. So like getting involved with this farmer's market, I did not want to be one of the gentrifiers. Elise says that they worked closely with the park and other community leaders to make the farmer's market as accessible as possible. Since the last full-service grocery store here in Chinatown, Aihua, closed, a lot of the elders buy from the street vendors on Broadway, but you can't use your EBT card. A lot of Chinatown's historic residents are low-income. They have some of the most EBT users of any neighborhood in L.A., now, residents can use EBT benefits at the farmer's market. Our community members, especially those of older age, have to travel out of the community to buy their grocery. That's very inconvenient for them. That's Carrie Situ. Director of programs from Chinatown Service Center Social Services Unit. Chinatown Service Center has been working with the community here for over 50 years. Now they're at the market offering translation support and helping seniors sign up for benefits. For instance, for this market, they provide market match. For $10 of CalFresh you spend here, they match you for $10. That market match is jumping to $15 later this month. Carrie's goal is for those kinds of programs to make the market even more accessible for seniors. Because guys, like we've been saying, farmer's markets are great for everyone. It's cheaper, fresher, and this one's even in a cute-ass park. We are all deserving of having good things in our community. That's Assemblywoman Wendy Carrillo. She worked with a state senator to raise $250,000 to launch the market. If there is a farmer's market that's already existing in Highland Park and Eagle Rock and Echo Park, there's absolutely no reason why we also can't have a farmer's market in Chinatown. CLA, the market operator, says those funds are enough to keep them running for about five years. It pays for things like signage, translation, and people like Elise, who run the market. This is the vendor that I wanted to introduce you to. Goo Grocery, the mom of the daughter who runs the business, she does our CalFresh enrollment on site sometimes. Elise walked us through the market all the way to a booth at the North End. This is the owner, Jess, here. She's actually my mom, Peggy. Jess Wang and her mom, Peggy, are selling Taiwanese comfort food. Mostly sweet treats, but we're also making savory items like tea eggs, using ingredients from Taiwan, local ingredients in California. Wherever I can help her, I just come. Anytime. She's my first priority, so I just go along with her. Being at the LA River Farmers Market, having that connection to Chinatown and really wanting to preserve the heritage is really special to us. I mean, I feel like right here is kind of in the middle of Chinatown. Jess and her mom aren't the only multi-generation duo who love this market. 
a few tents over. It's like chocolate sauce is kind of like molded and frozen. So you get oh. a crispy part outside and then the gooiness inside. Okay, let me try yeah. that. And then let me get the cheesecake. Right. Remember that chocolate lava cake cookie from the top of the episode? My name is Chi Nguyen. We're at the LA Chinatown Farmer's Market. My name is May and uh, you know. Mud cookie. Mud cookie. That cookie hit the spot. They had so many different types. And obviously, I had to take a couple home because, duh, I love desserts. It's all made in a home kitchen. Just me and my mom. Yeah. You're a good mom. Yes. I couldn't do it without her. I thấy vui với má hết con rồi làm được cái bánh ngon là thấy có người khách hàng khen là má thấy hãnh diện về con và má thấy thích thú. She loves it. She loves meeting tons of new people and she gets to help me and she gets to be outdoors. There's so many great vendors like Goo Grocery and Mud Cookie. There's a coffee stand, a pupuseria, and of course, fresh fruits and veggies. But it's worth noting there's one big thing that's still missing. We don't yet have an Asian specialty produce vendor, which is very, very important for us to serve the community since we're right here in Chinatown. That's Elizabeth Bowman. Director of Farmer's Market Operations and co-interim executive director at CLA. Elizabeth says most of the farms that grow Asian produce are in Northern California. And she says it's hard to convince small family farms to make the trek on a weekday. Are we serving the community in the way that they ask to be? You know, within our ability. Like if every Asian specialty produce vendor turns us down, you know, we might just have to start a farm ourselves. But Carrie from the Chinatown Service Center says it's important to remember this market is still young. This market started in early May. It's like a baby. We need time to build this market. So in our center, we are helping to spread the word to the community so they can come here to enjoy the fresh air while they're getting the nutritional foods. Carrie's also working with management at local apartments to charter a van to help bring seniors to the market. And remember, this farmer's market isn't the only solution to Chinatown's food desert. Ideally, a brick-and-mortar store that's open seven days a week with regular hours is the solution to solving this food desert issue here in Chinatown. That's Elise again. We don't really see the farmer's market as like a solution to the issue, more of like an option that people can go to until there is a full-service grocery store here in Chinatown. If you want to check out the L.A. River Farmer's Market in Chinatown, it's every Thursday from around 3.30 to 7 p.m. at the L.A. State Historic Park. If you take the gold line, it's about a 30-second walk from the Chinatown station. Okay, pues. It's time to eat our cookies for dessert. This is How to L.A. New episodes drop every week, Tuesday through Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. Stay cute, people. See you tomorrow.